Episode 8 will be Frazy Kellis. Um, he's a bit of a local legend in the Highland League in terms of Lossy Football Club and Elgin City. Played for Elgin for over a decade, but also was very successful as a manager of Lossy. Um, Frazy gave us some good stories about playing against Rangers at Ibrox and playing alongside Jinky Johnson at Elgin City. I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, episode eight, here we go. Frazy Kellis, um, a bit of a local legend. A um, couple of months ago, Frazy, it wasn't even a couple of months ago, it was a couple of weeks ago, I'd put onto my, my socials on my podcast page. Um, I think it was Alan's episode we'd done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Somebody had requested that we get you on the podcast. Um, it says that you'd be more than enough entertainment and I don't know how they'd squeeze everything you had to say in, in an hour. <laughs> But uh, welcome, Frazy. How are you, first and foremost? Fantastic. Actually, listen, I'm so chuffed to be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so chuffed to be recognised. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Really good, good. Um, just kind of ran through it there um, with you. We're going to speak a bit about Elgin, Celtic, Lossy, Lossy United, a wee bit of Huntley and Forest, Highland League. I've got a few players' names. We've got stories for ex-players that played under you. We've got stories uh, for people who know you personally. Um, I'm just going to get straight into the questions, Fuzzy, because I've got quite a lot to get through in the next year and a half for you. Um, how good a football player were you as a kid, Fuzzy, and kind of what age did you realise you had a wee bit of potential? I think growing up, I, I, I don't think I ever realised I was a great football player again. I just wanted to play, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, at that time it was... It was uh, we would gather at the playing fields on a Sunday afternoon and it was 20 aside <laughs> and it was the jerseys for the goals and it was 20 aside and when you go at the bar you just try to beat everybody because if you if you pass it you probably make another kick for another five minutes again Aye. so uh, that, that was that's kind of where I first honed my skills mm-hmm. was doing the playing fields again as a young young boy but me and my brother used to play in the, the gable end of the house okay, we used to play one touch two touch in the gable end of the house you know Obviously, trying to hone your skills there as well. You know? Yeah. Uh, Is that where you kind of developed into a winger, Susie? Kind of. Well, actually, uh, when I, I went in the boys' league, I was actually playing as a centre forward. Right. In the boys' league, and uh, and then I developed into a winger. They pushed me wide because I had a bit of pace. Aye. So and I, I just kind of developed for there. Yeah. yeah. Always kind of liked beating the man. Oh, uh, aye, yeah. Aye. Yeah. Aye, definitely. I think I'd say. You know, if you if you if you beat a full bat and you cross the ball and the centre forward mm-hmm. scores, it's a, it's a great feeling, you know. We kind of spoke a wee bit about it before. You are not for anyone any our younger viewers watching. A winger isn't what a winger was thirty years ago. A proper winger in your eyes, Frazier, is you'll go outside a man and cross a ball instead of cutting inside. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I used to yeah. cut inside. I could play either wing. I could dribble by their feet. Yeah. Uh, so I used to cut in as well and have a dig. Uh, when it was on, you know, but first and foremost, I used to like to take the full back on and get get the get the byline, get the ball across, you know. Yeah, uh, it's more physical game aye. back then. It was built around boys being able to get their head on it and things like that. Aye, yeah. Aye. And you think I miss a bit of that's missing for today's game? Well, I think it is actually. Aye, there's, uh, there's, there's so many formations in the game nowadays. You know, you've, you've got kind these wide players, but and that sometimes they play on the opposite side. Aye, kind of right feet and they play on the left side of the park. And, Vice versa, and I just think the game's. I think the game's very complicated now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I agree with you. It's, it's 
first, a, a game that's so simple, it does not need to be that complicated. You look at the teams that do very well is because they do the basic stuff very well. Your Real Madrid's, your Liverpool's, and all that. They do the basic stuff well. Yeah, they've got their formations, they've got their tactics, and that. But at the end of the day, it's a fundamental game that's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, no, good answer, mate. Thank you. Um, so, kind of give us a wee bit of background before my next question, Fraser. Can you tell us a wee bit about your dad? Well, my dad played for Lossie for 18 years. He played for Lossie setting off. Yeah. And uh, he was a bit of a legend as well, against. Yeah. So, uh, and the name Kellis Avenue, I named it after him. Yeah, that's right. Because it's next to Grand Park as well, you know. But uh, he played, he played the amount of people. When I was younger, I used to go and watch the games again. Aye. And he would be there and as part of the Lossie committee, you know. Yeah. And everybody knew him. Yeah. And the Lossie Light used to go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was his nickname, the Lossy Lighties. I've seen a few kind of greatest 11s of Highland League constructed, and, he, and your dad seems to be in quite a few of them at centre half of people thinking of their greatest ever Aye. Highland League side. Um, it just kind of shows how good a player he was. So, my second question is Did you feel any pressure as a young guy, given kind of the stature of your dad at Lossy, kind of trying to make it in football? There was never any pressure put on me. Yeah. And my father was, wasn't like that. And he was a. Uh, he, he never used to come and watch a lot of the games, actually. I think that was probably just to let me. Express yourself. Express a bit. myself a yeah. bit more again. But no, hey, I never felt any pressure at all growing up. Yeah. I think it just. You, you put pressure on yourself because who my dad was, again. I Aye. wanted to do well. Yeah. I wanted to, to make a name for myself, you know. And I'm going to point out as well, you also played for a, a good while with your brother. He was a, a, in my dad's words, a very good junior player. Very well, I, I played with Norman I and uh, Norman came back again. He, he, he played at Elgin, then he left Elgin. He, he went to Forest, and then he went to Lossy, and then he, he went to New Zealand for a couple of years. Yeah. And I took over as manager, and he came back to Lossy and yes. played. And I would say, in my in my time in the Highland League, Norman was probably the best passer of ball with both feet. Okay. So lots of lots of other players were better than him and they could only pass it with the right, you get. Yeah. Or they could pass it with the left. But he could do it with both. He could and, and it's a unique trait that. Aye. You know? Aye. Honestly, he's fantastic passer of the ball. Yeah. Who's the best player you ever played with during your playing career? During my playing career, oh, it's very easy. That was Ian Wilson. Ian okay. Wilson was at Elgin City. Uh, Left Elgin and joined Leicester, then he went to Everton, and obviously yep. he was cut for Scotland as well. Fantastic player, what a skill he had. Yeah. What could you see from when you first played with him that he was going to play at a higher well, level? Without a doubt, I, yeah, without a doubt. He was yeah. uh, he just great vision, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have a right foot, just a left foot. Wow, yeah. yeah, but great vision, and you could see that he was going to go somewhere. Yeah, oh, <coughs> excuse me, Fraser. Um, what is it makes do you think it makes it is mentally for these guys to the next level is it the determination is it the hard work is it just a mixture of everything or do, do these guys have to have one thing that makes it I think I think attitude's got to be spot on right yeah, away you know what I mean yeah and any any scouts watching games will watch for attitudes mm-hmm. the attitudes right during the game you know how they're working off the ball how they're working on the ball you know and Ian had all that again. yeah and you can well you can see um, the levels that he got to I, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of get 
see the difference between a professional level and kind of a semi-professional level. Is there a massive jump up between? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, massive. You know what I mean, when I played for Elgin, I used to get up at five in the morning, go up my work at Ardisier, you know, yeah, then come home, do a, do a 10, 12 hour shift sometimes, and go to training, Aye. you know. Uh, but I never got the opportunity to play full time, but I, I wished I had, you know. Yeah, it was, we, we spoke about this before in a podcast, I can't remember the player you'd mentioned, Ryan, that had made it from Lossy up to, was it? Stuart Imlach. Stuart Imlach. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd mentioned a few players that have, do you think it was easier back then? Obviously, we don't hear of it these days, but to kind of get spotted by a bigger club, maybe a club for down south or a bigger Scottish club playing in the Highland League and or playing at lower levels in Scotland? I think I think years ago, I think it probably was, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you stood out in a game at all, you had a better chance. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of players now, they're so regimented in what they do, you know what I mean? Their coaches wanting them to play a certain way, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of the times the individual skills are taken away from you. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I coach the same way. I think your first 10, 15 minutes of your session should always be about individual skill. You create a good individual player. It's, it, it always helps your team. It's never a bad thing for your team. You know, a majority of games are won on individual moments, I feel. That's uh, correct, yeah. And yeah. that takes... A player normally doing a wee bit of skill, doing something out of the ordinary from away from the way the team normally plays to get that goal. You look at Garnacho a couple of weeks ago, nobody sets up to hit an overhead kick, but he, he takes his opportunity, he ends up scoring a bit. It takes these wee bits of magic. Of course it does, eh? yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree as well. I've got a mate that says he can't skin a tatty though, so <laughs> 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 you can't do it. You shouldn't have to if you score a goal like that, though, I suppose. Um, Okay, kind of the flip side of that question, Fraser, who's the best player you played against in your playing career? Well, that's got to be Sandy Jardine. Yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, Scotland. Were you Scotland. his direct opposite in Well, I could game. play either wing as you, so I yeah. used to actually start with that game on the right wing and uh, a wee story here for you. So and John Gregg was left back. Okay. Yeah, so I'm playing <laughs> against John Gregg. Kennedy rolls the ball out to him. And Gregg's got the ball and he's going to go up in the wing. And I obviously slid in and uh, fouled him you know and he just kind of looked at me so anyway five minutes later I get the ball in my back to him yeah Oof, right through me in, into the billboards <laughs> and he just kind of picked me up and winked at me you know that's, <laughs> that's, that's enough of me I want to wait the other wing <laughs> that's kind of one question I have do you think like the modern day game more and more is being like penalised for fouls and stuff like that do you think it's <laughs> You know, there's even been arguments. Should we even have this as a contact sport, which is like, you know, defined like takes out the whole point of football a lot of the time? It's a physical yeah. game, isn't it? Like, do you think that is like continuing down the trajectory of, you know, we're not going to see like the physicality of the game anymore eventually, especially with stuff like VAR and that coming in and kind of poking holes in every little like 50 50 tackle and stuff like that now? I think it's heading rapidly for a, a, a no contact sport. Yep. And I think that'll take. Take everything away for the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even VAR, you know. I don't believe in VAR myself either because no. you know yourself as supporters, there's nothing better than going to the pub after a game and discussing the game and there's a lot of controversies during the game that you can discuss, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got an opinion at the end of the day, but Absolutely. obviously this is the way the game the game's going and to me I think it's 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 the wrong way. Yeah. I mean for me personally with the VAR stuff, I think if it was literally taking out the clear and obvious stuff 
then it would be fine. But the fact is it's getting too involved now. And I don't yes. even think that's the technology's fault. I think that's the officiating that's behind the technology's right. fault. Like, And everything seems to be so subjective now, when in reality mm. there should be one set of rules that every referee follows. There shouldn't be, oh, well, I feel that's a penalty, but... Uh, you know, Howard Webb might not have gave it, but like Graham Paul, you know what I mean? It just, it seems like... It's a subjective thing, yeah. the, the, the VAR. I think there's they've either got to have a blanket set of rules on it or just take it away completely. I think there's more entertainment without it, you know? Well, there's more to speak yeah. about. And it, it says, oh, they'll take the talking points away. If anything, it's created more talking points this VAR. Yeah, 100%. And, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not keen on it myself. Like, um, yeah, Sandy Jardine, um, John Gregg, you're, you're kind of picking your poison there. Um, well, obviously, <laughs> legends are you know, obviously legends, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jardine, is just, I think he just came back for the World Cup. Uh, and what a player he was, you know, just... Is he the kind of player, would you be intimidated by that at all before the game, Frazee? No, because I, uh, I didn't actually feel intimidated because I always felt that I forgot the ball. I wanted, I wanted a chance to run at him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I knew I had a bit of pace. Again, I forgot the chance mm -hmm. to get past him. I did get past him a couple of times, but uh, honestly, I think he he had me in his pocket most of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a quote for somebody who uh, rated you as a player as a a hard working, industrious, pacey winger who was tough as they come. Would you aye. agree with that? Well, last thing I, I yeah. see that I yeah, uh, wasn't afraid of a battle. That's kind of what I was picking up a lot of comments for people about yourself. You, 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 you would go into the battle and you would give your all, regardless of your size, against your your, your opponent. I you think know. you had to in that day because well, anything went really. You know, tackling boys, you know. Yep. Can if you weren't if you weren't up for it for the start of the game, then. You're, you're going to get a doing sometimes during the game, you know. So you have to, you have to either. It's almost admitting defeat if you're not up for Aye, it. Of Aye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, did you prefer playing or managing, Frazee? I, I prefer. Well, when I played, I really enjoyed when I played. You know. Yeah. Uh, when I signed for Elgin, I really, really enjoyed that. Elgin City were the they were the, the team in the Iron League. You know. The yeah, club. they were. They just won the league the year before that when I, when I joined them. You know. But uh, I, I really, really, really uh, enjoy playing. But I always say to anybody that asks me this question, my best moments in football is when I went to Lossie. Yeah. And I won the first cup for him. Aye. I hadn't won a cup for 40 years, and that was the best enjoyment I ever got to football. You know? Would you consider that probably one of your biggest achievements in, in, in football? I would say so, aye. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, at the time, well, when I did take Lossie, we they were second bottom in the league, you know, and uh, we just had kept adding players, uh, better players. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. When I first started, it was just to get some doings. Aye. You know, my first game of charge was Inverness Thistle. Six nothing doing at half time, I'm saying to myself, <laughs> I don't think I'm made for this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we ended up getting beat seven, seven nine. But aye, listen, it was a challenge. It was a, a definite challenge at Lossie, but. Really, really enjoyable. Aye, yeah. That's that. That's can that's if you're looking at back on that as an enjoyable experience, you, you you've got to take that as a positive Aye, thing yeah. out of that. You know, absolutely. Okay, so I've got our first question for somebody I asked. I, I put out on social media and a couple of Highland League groups and things. If anyone had any questions for you, uh, 
One of the first questions I've got asked to us by is how many times did you get sent off as a manager in the Highland League? As a manager? Aye. <laughs> I think I'm... People reckoned it was quite a few. <laughs> I, think, I think probably three I've said the start. I, I think um, it was three, aye. And somebody says you actually get sent off as your first game as lossy assistant manager, was it? Or lo no, sorry, your first game as lossy manager. No, that, no, that, no, no. no my first game was through Inverness Thistle. I never got sent off that day, no. But I was very, I was very fiery in the touchline, you know. Okay. So, uh, Were you like that in the dressing room as well? Oh, aye. 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 So that's something that just comes natural to you, Fraser? You, you don't think you could control that in any way? Well, as the years went on, I, I started in the mellow a wee bit. <laughs> but when things are going wrong in the park, especially things you've worked on, train, training, yeah. and things that they should be doing, that really that used to, to get to me a wee bit, you know, so... And I used to vent my anger at the players. Uh, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, you know. But. Yeah. Well, I've actually got a... I'll kind of lead on for that. I've got a story of you has been beat from Stephen McIntosh. Um, he's been beat in the North, of Scot Scot North Cup final by Lossie and launching a tray of tea across the dressing room. Can you remember that? I can remember that. Very well, <laughs> I'm very, very proud of that. But I would play Lossie and... Uh, I think, we, I think we were winning the game, actually. We weren't 1-0, we then up 2-1. I think Lossie eventually beat us 3-2, you know. Shawnee Scott was amazing that day. Yep. Amazing. What a game he had. So I came in at the end of the game, and uh, there was a tray of uh, teacups and a jug, jug of milk. I just threw it up, and it bounced off the roof, and nobody moved. And I looked there, and I was... In the corner, here's one of the lads, and I can see was the milk dripping, <laughs> off, dripping <laughs> off his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I apologised to him. Uh, <laughs> training the next uh, next training session for my actions again. Uh, but nah. Another famous rant we've been told about is you, and this is by Kerry Patterson. Is you drew at Fort William? You told the boys that, uh, a draw is worse than getting beat. You then banned. Drink on the bus back to Lossie, but by Speen Bridge you'd lifted the drinking ban. I done the googling last night, Fraser. It's nine miles. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can take for that. I like a beer myself. You know, that's true. Yeah, I was raging after a game. Banned a beer on the bus. Told them there's no beer on the bus on the way home and no uh, music. Again. Yeah. So we get to Speen Bridge. Used to stop there for a tea, you know. And uh, somebody come up. Are we getting a beer? I says, "Aye, okay." <laughs> <laughs> That's quality, fantastic. Okay, so I'm just kind of going to go back to go forward. My next question actually was, "What is it like to play against Rangers at Ibrox, Frizzy? Well, honestly, Lee, uh, it's a as you mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a it's a game I'll never forget. You know, the whole build up to the game was fantastic. You know, mm. a week, couple of weeks before that. It was great. Uh, TV cameras at work, TV cameras at the ground. Uh, I think there was one of the supermarkets in Elgin had offered a £100 voucher if any player scored against them, you know. Wow. Bearing in mind, the Rangers were, yeah. you know, they were the treble champions. Uh, and uh, they'd offered that. I think somebody did say it. They'd offered, some, some garage had offered a car as well, but I can never remember any car being offered. <laughs> it was good the ball that, I remember we pulled up at Ibrox and the, the guy is dressed in uniform uh, he came out the door and Jock Wallace came out behind him and he says no I'll deal with this Jock Wallace came out Jock Wallace my chairman at the time Tom Gordon 
were really friendly. Okay. So Jock came out, took, took us in, showed us through Ibrox. Wow. Uh, there's a lot more trophies in it then than I have now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just get that one it. in, you know. <laughs> I love it. Aye. Uh, so he showed us around Ibrox and in the dressing room. And it's unbelievable. And I'm thinking back now, the, the actual seats. I sat in the seats and my, my feet couldn't touch the ground. Aye. You know, I'm saying to myself, what? And, and the pegs were way up high. I'm saying to myself, what size are the boys that play here? <laughs> uh, but aye, it was good. Good. And I've got a wee note. Um, this might be true or not. Did they spell your name wrong in the match program, Fraser? They did actually. Aye. Uh, yeah. K E L L O S. I think it was. Okay. <laughs> um, That's quite common for up here as well. Like even with like other sports, like when like for example when we watch Aiden fight, it's S B G Moray Moray Eglin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always they always pronounce things wrong, or even you know we're from the same country. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not that hard. It's pretty simple stuff. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Next kind of question from somebody else who reached out. Fraser was who was the best player you signed for Lossy? Well, without a doubt, that'd be Ian Stewart. Yeah. A striker. Uh, any manager will tell you to get a good striker. Somebody puts the ball in it. Can. Mm-hmm. And very rarely did he did he miss a chance yep. when, he, when he got it. You know, fantastic finisher. We uh, it was funny. It was uh, Tommy Madden used to to play for for Lossy at the time. You know, and obviously as you get better players, Tommy became more a scout. You know, Aye. he was through. He, he knew a lot of the lads from Aberdeen. He says to me, "Listen, I've got this guy Ian Stewart for you, ex Dundee. He says actually had a trial for Elgin, but Pelly doesn't rate him. You know, mm-hmm. I went oh, okay, I'll take him down. Played against Clark at Grand Park. I was wanting to sign him at half time. What a player. He scored a lot of goals. Honestly, what a player. He never scored that day, but yeah. it's just his movement off the ball was amazing again. Yeah. And he he kinda brought us on leaps and bounds, you know, because he was he was putting chances away, it was taking pressure off us elsewhere in the park, you know. Yeah. That's um, lovely lovely lad as well. Yeah. Um Ian Stewart. I've just got to kind of point out as I was doing my research, that was probably the name that came up the most associated with yeah. Lossy in the nineties. Um and going through the forums, they probably reckoned he probably the best striker in the Highland League for a couple of seasons. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And to be at a club no offence to Lossy, but a club the size of Lossy at the time. Well no, you're right, you know. Like... It, it, it speaks it speaks volumes, you know. And it was also kind of down to your own management, Frazee, that you managed to keep someone like that because you probably have more information now. There's bound to have been clubs that were interested in him. There's lots of clubs interested in him, Lee, but they were a great camaraderie at Lossie. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, his, lot of his, uh, his mates played Scott Patterson, Gary Clark, Darren Still, Ivor Perry. They were all mates, you know, mm. and uh, they'd grew up together playing football. So I think it was a big thing for him, you know. That. Yeah. And they could see that we were, we were starting to yeah. make inroads into you, yeah. Aye, great. Being man. a good team. Uh, I, I'll get on to like kind of the success of Lossie for, uh, in, in just a wee bit, Frazee, but... Um, I'm just going to look at the cameras, maybe, keep going. Yeah, sorry. Um, how, what do you put down your success at Lossie down to? Because without a doubt, your period at Lossie was the most successful period Lossie have ever had in our history. Um, most trophies in that time compared to any other time um, what do you put kind of your success down to? I think it was a lot of hard work and 
by myself and the coaching staff, also the committee as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and didn't get me wrong as well. We had a lot of support for again the the, the fishing boats that were that were left. Yeah, a lot of them were obviously fairly lossy, but they were in Peter Head, you know. But the boats, I made sure they were home the weekend to, to watch Lossy. If Lossy was home, they wanted to be home to That's watch Lossy yeah. again. And there was all that kind of camaraderie throughout the town as well. Yeah, we were really, really well supported. Sometimes five, six hundred at home games, you know. Uh, it was really good. And But the players, I think it was important at the time that we kept adding players every season, every pre-season, and had to be better players than we had. Yes. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. yeah. We did that and we eventually became quite a good side, you know. Yeah, you fix the roof when it's it's sunny, not when it's rainy. You aye, know, aye. Um, the old kind of adage there. It's I think it was Ferguson says you, you build build when you're strong. You can just keep building and it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, okay, right. I'm I'm bit, I'm quite excited for my next question. How do you know Jinky Johnston? And can you give me some of your favourite Jinky Johnston stories? Well, obviously <laughs> Jinky came and signed for Elgin, so. At the time when he signed, there was a bit of a hush hush. There was no name given, but there was, well, Elgin signed a big player and he's going to be playing this weekend, you know, so nobody knew who it was. So we're all sitting in the dressing room and uh, the chairman comes down and says, Listen, uh, I'd like to introduce you to our new signing. And then walks Jimmy Johnson. My chin a bit hit the floor, <laughs> honestly, because I was 10 year old and certainly won the European Cup, you know. Yeah. All my family are Rangers supporters. And from that that time, I watched uh, Celtic win the European Cup. I was Celtic daft. Yeah. I was a Jimmy Johnston fan. Aye. And that's, that's who I wanted to be, was Jimmy Johnston. And he walked in the dressing room like, <laughs> it was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Then he came and sat beside me. That was even better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but lovely guy, lovely guy. Yeah. He, still had the wee, he still had the wee jink in it, you know, but mm-hmm. he didn't have the pace to, to get away for, uh, for players again. But he, I played in the right wing. He played... That was like inside right. It was right midfield. Really, he was playing again. Yeah. So he, uh, I we got on, we got on really well. I was staying in Elgin at the time as well. I was, and, and uh, he used to come up, and if we were playing away up north, he would come up on the Friday night, stay the Friday night. By the time we get back, the trains were all gone, you know. So yeah, something to stay the Saturday night. So I have a jinky Johnson in my house. Sit and have a drink, you know. I've received when I tell people that. I don't believe it. No, that must have been so surreal for you as someone. It was actually. Yeah. yeah. Looking back now, and I say to myself, she was Celtic's best ever player. Yeah. Sitting in my living room having a drink, you know. Unbelievable. Aye, it was great. Obviously great. And did you being kind of like the same kind of position? Did you learn anything off of Jimmy? Of course you do. Aye. He he never he never used to come up the trainer. He just used to come up for the games, you know. So it was difficult to get a, a, a real blether. We probably maybe had about ten minutes before the game went to the pitch again. Again, we got a kind of understanding. You know, it was it was quite good, you know. Yeah. Did you did you? Is there any kind of moment on the pitch where you think I'm I'm, I'm playing with Jimmy Johnston here? Okay, and it's this. Well, I don't I, can't, I don't know if it was on the pitch, but I probably. <sighs> Before the game, you know, and, and, and after the game, you say to yourself, gee, that's Jimmy Johnson, you know? It's yeah. just, it's just surreal. Yep. Yeah. I remember asking my dad years ago, I says, why did Jimmy Johnston 
Sign for Elgin and he says because he liked he liked the booze and it was good pubs up here <laughs> <laughs> well he did like he did like a wee small aperitif in there yeah. again you know? uh, that was his uh, lovely guy though yeah Absolutely lovely guy he'd sit there and kind of just speak to him like a normal guy you know yeah yeah and you did not he, there was no well as you say a normal guy there was no that guy's won a, a European Cup and probably one of the uh, most well-known people in Scotland. Yeah, and here he is here in a pint with me. Took his uh, took his winner's medal up once to show us. Hi, uh, European Cup winners. Yeah. That's just that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, mentioning that there with the uh, like not staying up here full time, that seems to be quite even to this day, right? When Elgin signed like a. You know, like the last kind of one that we talked about was probably Craig Beattie. I don't think he was Craig living Beattie up here was at Elgin time. a few yeah. seasons ago. He didn't have a great spell. Probably spoke he was playing centre-back, was he? Yeah. They played him as a sweeper. Sweeper. He changed his whole formation and bought players and fit around him and it just didn't was work. He, yeah, like, yeah. Just didn't work. He was, he was too slow to play sweeper. Mm-hmm. Sweeper, you need a bit of pace to, to play sweeper. You've got to be... If you're not playing behind the line, you've got to be playing in front of the line. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's... Um, yeah, I think like before that, your 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 last big one at Elgin. Um, Did he not have a striker on loan from Rangers at one point, or we maybe even signed? Well, him? I was thinking more Andy Gorham. Andy oh, Gorham yeah, had a wee course. stint right. at Elgin. He had a few games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he had a wee stint at Elgin before, uh, after that as well. But um, no, that that's absolutely amazing. I've got uh, I've I put a smile on my face just to know that you kind of you've. You, You've heard, you hear a lot about Jimmy being a really nice guy, you know, but um, that could be somebody speaking to a TV camera, but it's, you know, it's it's really nice to hear. Okay, my next question for you is, who's your favourite player of all time? Favourite player of all time? Oh, I better mention a Scots, Scottish player here, eh? You can give me, you can give me a Scottish and a, and a, and a, and a you can give me two if you want. Well, my favourite, Danny McGrain. Aye. I thought Danny, Danny McGrain was... The, the type of fullback Danny was, he was years ahead. Yes. He's like he was like a modern day fullback yeah. as now, you know. Always pushing forward, always looking for the overlap, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just loved Danny McGrain. I thought he was a fantastic player. Fantastic. Very ahead of his time. Oh, well. very, aye, yeah. very much, aye. What would he have been worth in today's game? Exactly, aye. Mm-hmm. What would he be worth? Yeah. You know. And he didn't. Uh, he didn't look like a traditional Scotsman either. Ken, he was very tan. He was. He looked Italian. You aye, know, aye. Ken, a very handsome guy. Um, leading on for that, who's your favourite current player, Frazy? Current player. Uh, that's a difficult one, aren't we? Uh, you get anyone in the Celtic team you like just now? I like. I like the the guy O'Reilly. I think he's quite a good player. I think he's. Yeah. Ken, he, He's a he's a clever player with the ball. He, he makes things happen in the last third of the park as well, you know. I like I like how my it's not my most favourite player though. Uh, I would probably say Ronaldo in his day, you know. Ronaldo's yeah. fantastic. Even Messi, you know. Aye. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't have put Messi into my team. <laughs> <laughs> well that was gonna be one of my questions. No Messi. There's another one I'm gonna ask you about no no mentioning it as well, but we'll get to that just shortly. Um Okay, let's let's round it up. What would you consider your proudest achievement in football, Frazy? Proudest achievement was obviously taking losses for the second bottom of the league up into um, I think we finished second yep. and third a couple of years, you know. And we just didn't have that final push to, to win the league, but aye, it was just 
It was an amazing journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so anything you would do different if you could go back and do it again, Fraser? Do you the same again? I would probably do the same again, Lee, yeah. you know. Uh, I think it was again we, we, we did the make up as we went along, you know, it was kind of was a, a real thought process yep. and how we were gonna achieve things and what kind of stages we were gonna do that, you know. But uh I without a doubt, Ken Lossy. Because Lossy were the Whopping Boys for years. Yes. You know? Aye. But I, 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 well, I was 13 years, I played for Elgin. And I always said I would go back to Lossy. I was only 30 when I came back to Lossy, you know? Yeah. I said, I always come back to Lossy when I had a couple of good years still left in me. Aye. So Lossy had got the final of the uh, North of Scotland Cup. Alec Caldwell was the manager. Mm-hmm. So I came doing, they were training, got bled on Alec. I says, listen, Alec, my corner's up in the end of the season. Do you want me to come down? Sign for you. Yeah. And he went, sure do. He said, but you're not coming down as a player. You're coming down as a player coach. So yeah. he took me to down there as a player coach, you know. Yeah. But I never actually played under him because he parked uh, in. He parked in during the, 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 the pre-season. Ah, uh, right. And then okay. they gave the job to Kevin Williams and Colin Keir. Uh, things didn't work out uh, very well for them. So Charlie White came to me and he says, listen, you want to take the job? And I went, I thought you would have given it in the first place, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but even yeah. just like looking at the odds we're up against as well, because Inverness were still in the Highland League in the nineties. I think we're Ross, Elgin still in there Ross as well. County as well. Yeah, so like you know the, the Inverness, resources. Inverness, Peter Head, they were, yeah. they were mm-hmm. still there, you know. And there are good clubs as well, you know. Uh, that's a I we went to see Elgin game, game once, you know, and the guy that does the the, the historian Robert Weir, yep. you know, so he came up there. Introduced to Chelsea Fraser, he says, You realise you're, you're the last Elgin player to score 100 league goals? There's only five ever done it. Wow. And I'm the last one to do it, you know? And one of the committee was saying, Ah, but that was a Highland League. And I just says, That was a better league than you're playing in now. Aye. And I it was. Agree. I know? agree. Yeah. It was. It's, that's um, quite a remarkable thing for you to take Lossy, this kind of size. As you say, Ross County, Inverness, Peterhead. Elgin, big club. Is there any games that stick out to you, Frazee, that you think, oh, that we, we, we fucking smashed that? Oh, there's lots of games. Lots of games, Lee. Uh, one at Ross County. Went to Ross County. I think uh, we were sitting second. I think we were second. Ross County were top. So, <laughs> gave the team talk. I says, my brother Norm, I says, listen, I want you to stick on Gordon Conley. I says, he's the guy who makes a tick. Stick on him. Sure, you get a few good tackles in him early on. Don't let him run the show. First half, Conley run the show for first 45 minutes. We're doing 2 9. I was raging. Come at half time, I was raging. I said to Norman, What do you think you're doing? I actually get close. And he just turned to me and says, Well, if you're not happy, do it yourself. <laughs> well, I jumped the bench. I jumped the bench and pinned him against the wall. Oh, and I said to myself, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Never spoke to me for three weeks. I even got around with my mum for that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, right, I'm just, that, that's kind of the end of my question. I just got to get a bit of chat with Fitbar. New, yeah, Frazee. I've got a couple of names that was got mentioned to me, um, mostly by people that know you and things like that. Ian Stewart, we've kind of covered. Um, Drew Ross. Drew Ross was an excellent wee player, excellent yeah. wee winger. Like a wee Jinky Johnston. Yep. Certainly man as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he stays in Australia now. 
But good player. He was a really good player. Yeah. Uh, could have been better. Could have been better, uh, okay. Uh, could have been better. Uh, he liked the Friday night. He'd, okay. That <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I never did was scoot the Friday nights. <laughs> um, Ali Shewan. Fantastic player. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable, honestly. What a man. What a setter off he was. You know, he's... <laughs> I remember we had uh, Chuka McCarty. Harley kind of stopped playing. He was he managed the team for a wee while, so Chuka McCarty was playing centre half, you know. Yep. And we we're playing the uh, Carlet Borough Briggs and big Ray McIntosh. He was about six foot three. Ch Chuka must be six one, six two himself. So but McIntosh is beating him to the ball all the time. So Harley shooting says Chuka half time. Listen, first ball comes down the middle. I don't even want you to go for a ball. Just nut him right behind the ear. <laughs> so he did that. Mark Dodge never won another ball. No. Yeah. <laughs> Too scared for it. Aye. Never won another ball, you know. But Ali, aye, lovely boy, lovely guy. Worked with Ali Ardisier, he was a scaffolder. Ardisier. Yep. Um, my next uh, name is Chico McCarty. Chico, aye. Yeah. Chico was a good player. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of pace, but what an engine he had. Yeah. Up and doing up and when he played in the middle of the park. Okay. He, he, he moved them, I can't remember the manager, but Somebody moved him for the setter half to the middle of the park, you know, and he was for box to box. Mm -hmm. I knew if I could do that wing and put the ball in the box, he'd be there. Aye, yeah. that's mad. One way or another. Yep. Aye, good player, really good player. Pelly Patterson. Ah, Pelly. We all played at the boys' league together, you know. Mm. Uh, Pelly was streets ahead of us. So he was, was about a foot taller than all the rest of us as well, you know, but what a player. Yeah. Absolutely great player. Pleased to play sweeper for the select, you know. Uh, but great player, great player. I. You can see why he was picked up. Oh, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Aye. Aye, it was streets ahead of us. Yes. Yeah. Aye. Um, one of the questions I got asked was, uh, "What do you reckon is the best Elgin team you played in, Frazy, out of your career?" The best Elgin team. Uh, that would have probably been for when Jim Gerrard and Willie Grant was managers. Okay. Like a co-manager, you know. Yeah. It's the fittest I've ever been from Jim Gerardy. He was a fitness freak. Yeah? Yes. He used to train us. Unbelievable training. Pre-season was... Honestly. It was... When I think back now, pre-season was absolute murder. <laughs> it was. It was murder. Yep. Yeah, but... See, by the time you got... You, you, by the time you finished the pre-season and you started playing the games and the first league game was coming, mm. you were like... Yeah, and a Rolls Royce, you were raring to go, you know. Ready for it, yeah. Uh, it was really good, I and they signed a lot of good players as well. Yeah, it's um, even though they're in a higher league, Elgin aren't a half the team they were in the eighties and the nineties, you know. No, I think some sink or swim, right? Like you see, Cove Rangers, obviously, you know, they've got investment on them, which yeah. You know, I think more teams from the high league are a bit more hesitant to do now. You've got Bucky that have won a bunch on the trot, and they're kind of. Staying yeah. about rather than, you know, making the leap. They've also just got a massive just Scottish Cup draw, which I think will see them good for a few years. They I might make... They're talking about 250 grand, are they? Yeah, which might see them make a push for League 2. Yeah. Um, with signings and things like that in the next couple of seasons. But I, I just... Don't I think that Elgin... I said it before, Elgin's I've been a stable club, but they'll never be a club that pushes for it. They're never going to... They've always been stable, but I remember, Lee, one season that... Uh, 
they were struggling financially one season. Yeah. We had to take a cut in wages. Oh. That was uh, that would have been back in the early eighties, wasn't it? Early eighties. And it's yeah. and you you don't know what Trey says. If that was now, um it would be oh, we're seeing about getting administrators in and blah, blah, blah. Back then, it was like, right, you've got to take cut of wages and that'll see us good for six months. Aye. And it was very the player, simple. The players, and the, the players just said, aye, no problem. Yeah, yeah no problem. very simple. And a aye. lot of clubs get saved that way. But I don't think if it wasn't for that kind of method, that half the clubs you see these days wouldn't be a boot. Look at your Man City. His Man City almost went bust That's three right, or four aye. times. Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest club in the world these days, and it could still happen though. <laughs> could still happen. <laughs> um, so when you were lost a manager, Fraser, you managed to get Celtic like, up to play as in a friendly to open the floodlights. We did actually. I we got yeah. Celtic like, up. Me, I think who's in charge of the team? I think it was Bobby it, Lennox that came up with them. Actually, it was. I've got Bobby Lennox and Liam Brady was the manager at the time. Aye. But did he not come up? Uh, did Liam Brady come up, or was it just Bobby Lennox? I think I think Brady was up. My I think yeah. Brady was there as well. I remember Peter Grant played. He got sent off. I've got wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got it's the sixteenth of February, nineteen ninety-two. I'd have been one year old. <laughs> you weren't even born. No, then. no. <laughs> um, but part of the Celtic team that day was Pat Bonner, Barry Smith, who recently just lost his job with Elgin, which I thought was quite ironic that mm -hmm. he was up at that game. Stevie Fulton, it would have been a young Stevie Aye. Fulton. Uh, Jerry Britton, Tony Mowbray and Peter Grant. So, like, that's... Although that wasn't a strong Celtic in the early 90s, that's some big names to come up and yeah, play against. Players, um, was that a busy... Was that a well-attended game? It was, actually, yeah. It's a testimonial game. I can't remember who it was. A testimonial as well. Was it? Uh, I think it might have been Drew Ross and Stevie Goose testimonial as well. Okay. Aye. Yeah. And how how do you go about something like that? Do you just get in touch with the club, Frazy, or do you? Uh, well, what they had, I think they had a. I lossy themselves will contact the club about the game. You know, but any any arrangements around about that has to become for a, a testimonial committee. Okay. Can't be anybody involved with, with the with the club. Yeah, I was the same yeah. my, myself for at Dundee United. Yep. This is my testimonial again. I've got uh, something about four 0 No, seven two. Seven two. Sorry, I scored. I, I, I scored that night. Um, big, big Dundee United team as well. Well, Dundee United won the league that year, yeah. nineteen eighty three. Yeah. It was a full Dundee United uh, squad that came up. You know, Jim McLean. I remember being in the dressing room. The chairman coming and says, uh, "Jim McLean wants to meet you." So on my way through, and there he is, and shoot my hand. He says, oh, he says you, you, you look very young, son, to be getting a testimonial. I says, oh, near 10 years now. Aye, aye. So he goes into his pocket and takes out his wallet. And he goes, yeah, son, put that in your testimonial fund. And he gave me a fiver. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've still got it, actually. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, so, kind of going through we've we've done Elgin and Lossett do you want to speak a wee bit about Huntley and Forrest your time in charge of them aye uh, Forrest I really enjoyed Forrest Forrest was a good club as well Ken. well run Ken, uh, they hadn't won a cup for 14 years Forrest so I went, came and got me I made a couple of signings I signed Mark McCritchie in the goals alright yeah I got a uh, young Bavage uh, 
got him on loan for Carly Thistle. Mm-hmm. So he played up front and we played Keith in the final of the the, the League Cup. That was my first season, but we won the League Cup. Yeah, uh, so that was me off and running. Yeah. That was good. Uh, How long were you at Forest for? I think I was here about four, four, four years. Probably. Yep. And as you say, it's a well-run club. It's still a well-run club to this uh, day. Exactly. It was really, really well-run. And the chairman then was Bruce Hay. Yep. But the committee around about them were really good, yeah. Yeah. They've always seemed like a stable club and it seemed like they could play at a higher level for us. Like, and for for a place the size of us, it's not the biggest of places, you know. It's, no, it's not. Um, it, it shows that they've, they've got good foundations, they've got good youth coaching. I know uh, uh, their, their youth level is quite... Quite decent, it's highly rated around mm. the area. Um, Huntley? Huntley was another one the Forbes Sean came in. Well, he phoned me up, actually. He says, listen, why don't you come as Huntley manager? I, went, I had kind of doubts. I wasn't 100% I was going to go, you know? Yeah. So he kept pestering me, so he says, look, there's money there for transfers and blah, blah, blah. I says, okay, so I went there. And they'd only eight signed players when I went. Mm-hmm. So I managed to get players in. I managed to get a squad a bit. I think it was about 18 to start of the season. So we started, started really well. I think we maybe won first five games or four or five games. I started really well. Got into the Scottish Cup. And then we got to the semi final of the League Cup. And uh, we're playing at Rothers. And the treasurer puts his head in the door and says, Can I get a word? Yeah. I went, Ah, oh, yeah, no bother. He says, uh, there's no wages. I said, I don't know, worry. I says, well, we'll get them on Tuesday night. No, he says, there's no wages. <laughs> I said, here we go. Yeah. <coughs> Did you kind of suspect something like that was kind of coming up, crazy? Was that why you were hesitant to take the job? Well, I, I don't know if there's something in the back of my mind telling me that as well, you know, but, but uh, because when Pelly Patterson was there, yeah. they, they bought any player they wanted. Yes. Yeah? The money was there. Yeah. Uh, and Doug Ruby as well, he was manager as well, so they, they got to spend what they wanted in the players. But I just felt, after that game, I think I would, one, I'd, I'd won more game, and there's guys when they're getting expenses, and I says, well, I says, listen, I've had enough here. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So that was me, uh, I didn't even think I lost the season. And then was that a break for football after that, did you? That was a break, I went, mm-hmm. actually went back offshore, started working back offshore mm-hmm. again. So uh, that kind of. I think I, I don't know if I'm asking a mad question here, but have you got any like coaching badges or anything like that? Or I had my B coaching badge. Yep. Aye. And did you did you plan and take that any further, or did you just kind of? I planned. Uh, I was going to go for my AI. Uh, I was, but obviously, leaving Lossy was kind of. Yeah. Would Can you I put have, that in the back burner? If you'd taken, because obviously you, you've had, apart from your wee spell, you, you've had success at every club you've been at. Would you, you've taken the offer of a higher club, for example, if Elgin had come and spoke to you? Well, or, Elgin, uh, Elgin approached me twice. Did they? And I knocked him back twice. Wow. And what what kind of time would it be? Early 90s? It would be 90s, aye. During the 90s, aye. Yeah. Early 90s. Yeah. I was lost in manager. Because Elgin had a really a, a strong, strong team in the early nineties. Um, there's obviously the the famous title that it's it's well contested. I don't think it's a contested title like, but it's um, and that team for the following three or four years was very strong. You know, um, I thought they were hard done by getting the league taken away from. 
Yeah. Because by far, Elgin were the, by far the best team in the league Aye. that season. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate. I think it was, I think it was more towards the manager. Yeah, there was a from the club, you bit know, of vendetta. Was, yeah. mm-hmm. And still to this day, I think there's a campaign going on to get that title that restored. Right? I'm pretty sure there is, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well, it'd be good to see them get it back because the way they were the best team by far. Yeah. yeah. The title has to go to the best team, you know. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's as simple as that. You kind of hit over a technicality. Um, okay, right. I'm going to, what kind of time is it talking right. about? Just under 50 minutes, mate. Okay, right. I'm going to get on to your one to eleven because um, this is quite a quite a juicy one, Fraser. <coughs> um, so what I'll do is I'll read through it, um, and then we'll kind of pick it apart and go through the players. Okay. Um, so in goals you've got. I'll just go one to eleven. Um, I was struggling to get a formation out of four, it. Four four two formation. Four four two. Aye. Okay, perfect. Schmeichel in goals. McGrain right back. Maldini left back. Maldini left back. Beresi and Beckenbauer. Yeah. Um, Zidane and Maradona in the middle. In the middle. Ronaldo right, Ronaldinho left. Yeah. And then Pele and Dalglish up front. That's it, aye. Unbelievable. Okay. That's our first, a bit six mention of Ronaldinho. It's <laughs> our first mention of Pele. Um, second mention of Zidane. Before we pick it apart, I'm just going to ask you about a couple of players that didn't make it. Is there any thought about Henrik Larsson? Uh Henrik was a good striker, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was. I don't think it was the the class of Pele and Dalglish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you, are you of the opinion of me that if Kyogo keeps on the same trajectory and stays at Celtic for the next five years, he'll do Larson? That's that'll take some doing, by the way. Yeah, I know it's going Larson. To... Yeah, I think I think there's two good strikers, two yeah. good goal scorers, but I think. Larson got involved in the play a bit a deeper more. Yeah. than Kyogo does, you know. Yeah, I think Celtic played differently back then, though. Aye, it's, um, we had a lot of players that were over six foot one, six foot two, and could play with the ball. And Larson was a lot of trapping the ball and taking it around, boys. Aye. Um, whereas I think Kyogo, he, he he plays offside. You see him in games, and <coughs> he, he's very smart. I, I love the way he plays, but I, I just think you know. If you could learn to head a bar, you'd be all right. You'd, yeah. you'd be a quality player. Um, Peter Schmeichel, first mention of Peter Schmeichel. Mm-hmm. I was just going to add to that Larson point, mate. Like, aside from obviously the goals and the you know the, like the kind of in-game thing, I think the connection Celtic fans had with Larson is going to be something that's going to be pretty hard to. It's hard to, to replace. Talk. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think we've kind of taken to Kyogo as much as we took to Larson, but. We'd also just Larson came at a time where they'd just had a nine in a row and we needed a wee bit of light at the end of the tunnel and he was our light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I, I I don't know about you, Frazy, but I always felt growing up um watching Celtic with Larson, if we had Larson we had a chance and it was as simple as yeah. that. Yeah, there was always a goal. Yeah. 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 And then when you had players like John Hartson and Chris Sutton yeah. him. If you look at that Celtic team then and the the power and the strength. Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier on there about, about the size of them. I think that's maybe a, a factor in Celtic's team now today. Yeah, they haven't got that strength and height yeah. in the team. And just the game, watching the game today, that was very evident in the second half. Kilmarnock bullied them off the park. Yeah, the second I half. Agree. You know, but uh, I'm sure uh, Brendan will sort it out. 
I hope so. I'm going next weekend, and I'm, I'll be disappointed if my only game this season ends <laughs> yeah. up being uh, be, uh, getting beat at Celtic Park. But um, okay, Peter Schmeichel, the great Dane. Um, what a keeper! Like unbelievable. Fantastic keeper. Just just a huge presence in the goals. You know? Yeah. But I like the way he spoke these defenders. Again, there was no nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, if they weren't doing their job, he would tell them. Yeah. And he would. He would make a make himself known yeah, that, uh, that they should be doing their job a lot better than, than they were I, I thought he was a fantastic great short stopper as well I agree yeah yeah, yeah. he was um, I think Ferguson had rated him as his best ever keeper and that's over Van der Sar which mm -hmm. somebody that starts at a Van der Sar is mm -hmm. un unbelievable you know and even like at international level he won the Euros with Denmark was it he did yeah yeah, yeah the, the team with loud drops in it yeah. as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember that Danny McGrain oh, da Danny McGrain I think Danny McGrain is the best fullback ever yeah I do as I mentioned earlier on I think he was years and years ahead his, in his game mm -hmm. the way he played was years and years ahead yeah uh, he could fit in the modern game. Yeah, no problem, no problem whatsoever. You, you, well, he kind of answered the question there. You consider him the best right back of all time. I think so. In, yeah. my, in my opinion, I. It's strong. Like I'm trying to think of players better than him, and I can think of maybe one that comes to my head is maybe Cafu that played for Brazil. Cafu was a good player as well. Yeah, yeah. and they're very similar players, the two of them. Aye. Um, as you say, modern football guys that are willing to get forward, but also probably the best defender on the team at the same time you know um, I don't think Danny my player Danny McGrain played with a lot of defenders at Celtic that were better defenders than him um, and you think of some of the names he played with he played with Roy Aitken um, he played with trying to think who, who that Celtic defence in the 80s um, I think the thing with like fullbacks as well is it's like it's a position not that it doesn't exist anymore, but I think it's either wing backs or inverted full backs exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. Yep. So, like, with wing back, we we're talking about wingers earlier. It's usually they're doing the winger's job now mm -hmm. and they take less responsibility off them going back the way. And then the inverted one's the exact opposite where they crowd the middle of the park where a full back was like your engine in the team. He was expected to do both in the 90s right, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I, you know, I believe so. I think it's a difficult position to kind of say nowadays who's a full back because I just. Yeah. I think it's like a dying kind of mm -hmm. position, really, isn't it? And a lot of them I, I see in the modern game these days, you look at like your Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool and your Kimmich at Bayern Munich, they're not just a right-back, they play defensive mid, they'll play, they can play in the centre, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, they're all multi-positional. There's nobody I can think of just now that's, yeah, he's the best right-back in the world just now. And as you say, it's quite rare. But I'd, I'd agree with you, even... If I can't think off the top of my head, he's probably top three of all time fullbacks, without a doubt. Maybe you got Carlos Arbetro in there as mm -hmm. well. He was an unbelievable fullback. Yeah. Um, but if you're campaigning a Scotsman against two Brazilians, he's doing quite well, you know. <laughs> uh, next one's an absolute Rolls Royce of a defender as well for your left back, Paulo, Maldi Paulo Maldini. What a machine! Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful to watch in yep. the ball. You know, again, he was up and doing that left wing. Aye. You know, uh, and he could play that position. He made that position as his own. You know? Built there's different. No, there's, no many, there's no many forwards get the better of him. No, you know? no. He built different. He played until he was 40. Aye. You know? Aye. Did you see who he made his debut against and then who he ended his career against? Like one was Cristiano Ronaldo and I can't... It was someone from... It was made, I don't think it was Pelly. That was probably a bit 
too late with it. It was someone like from the the eighties, seventies type of era, yeah. you know. So it just shown the like the length of the career. Was it like yeah. Kevin Keegan or something like that? Yeah, it could have been someone like that, mate. But that's the thing with the Italians; they go on forever. Like they're one of the best countries of getting players to go in there. Because Maldini went on to about forty two or something like that, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I've spoken about it before, and especially with defenders and defensive midfielders, because the Italians for the last sixty years have played Catanaccio, and they still. No matter what formation they play, it's still based around a cut natural yeah. style mm-hmm. defence. Yeah. And it's a slowed down. And when you slow the pace of the game down, you can play for longer. You know, if 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 you were a centre midfielder, you'd probably got another five years because you, you don't have to rely on your pace and like things like that, Fraser, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um I think the Italians, the way they, they play football allows them to play longer. It's the same as the Spanish, it's all slowed down. You look at English uh, Premier League, how many guys in the English Premier League are over the age of 35? There's not many. Yeah. They're yeah, very rare. They're very rare. Same Tiago with Germany. Like, same with Germany. A pa- fast-paced league, you know. Probably the only country you could compare the Italy to is maybe Spain. Like yeah. I think they've had a few players that have obviously went into their, their mid-30s at least. And I think I can't. I think it was episode before we spoke about it. They, they develop a certain type of player. Like You can name a hundred great defenders from Italy. You can only name one great midfielder like Perlo. Yeah. You can name a hundred great midfielders from Spain, but you can only one name one great Spanish midfielder like Puyol. Like they're these are rare kind of players that tend to develop the same kind of players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Maldini in next him is Beresi, so another one. Franco Beresi. Do you say he's one of the best centre halves of all time? Aye. Yeah. And there's nobody that really comes close to him. No. For being an actual centre half. Very rare. Any game you watch, if you look back and Franco Berizzi in the games he played, very rarely did any forward get the better of him. Yeah. You know, he read the game superbly. And he was such a small guy as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. five foot ten, eleven, mm-hmm. something like that. And for coming up against when a, a traditional centre forward back then was six foot three. Yeah. Um, world class, absolute world class. Franz Beckenbauer, another world class centre. Well, um, he could play any position, any, couldn't he? Any position, just... just so graceful, yeah, and just a, yep. like a like a black stallion again. It was just, it was just cruise across the ground, you know, with the ball. You know, he's quite good. He was quite good at picking the ball up and moving it in the, the middle of the parkway. You know, he was he was very good at that. He kind of ahead his time as uh, well. Yeah, great um, player. Number six, my second favorite player of all time, Zinedine Zidane. Um, behind Henrik Larsson, that is. Um, and just there's there's too many words for Zidane. I think I think the midfield. I think it's doing the individuals' preference game. I mean, there's so many good midfield players. Oh yeah. Over the years again, but I just thought Zidane was was a great player again. He could score goals as well. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I had a moment of magic in him as well as a moment moment of madness. Of course, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who can make something happen in the last third of the park. You know. Yeah. And um, we spoke about it quite a lot in this podcast. Do you think the Mavericks missing from the modern game? Well, without a doubt. Yeah. Ah, without a doubt. Who's the biggest Maverick you played with in your career, Fraser? The biggest Maverick. Or maybe the biggest Maverick you managed. Uh, probably managing wise would be well Ian Stewart. Yeah. He's a guy. He's a guy who could make it happen in the yeah. last third of the park. Uh, the Maverick I played with. Well, I've got to say Jimmy Johnson, haven't I? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got to say, yeah. I've got to say Jinky. Yep. Yeah. One of a kind. Uh, really is one of a kind. When you were managing, Frazy, did you... Uh, we spoke about Peter Schmeichel just five minutes ago about 
his kind of leadership on the field and kind of replicate what a manager would say uh, his players on the field did you ever have like that type of general um when you were managing at all on any of the teams that you managed we did I we made a point that uh, obviously any goalkeeper that I signed need to have a loud voice mm. yeah. yeah because they're they're there's their defenders eyes and ears what's happening about them you know but also you know if I had a Give my captain had to be strong as well, you know. Yes. He had to be strong during the game, and just maybe after the game and training as well, you know. If somebody's not pulling their weight, listen, you start pulling your socks up a wee bit, you know. Aye. And that did happen, you know. As I say that to my own goalkeepers, I say you listen, my defenders say you listen to your goalkeeper. I says you only see what's in front of you. I says he sees the whole pitch all the time. Of he does, eh? You know, he's more important than probably anyone in Aye. there. Do either um, you think there's like the ideal position for a captain? Because like some people put it all over the place, but some um, my kind of thought. I've got is, my preferences. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's an ideal position because I've seen players do it all sorts of positions and be very good at it. I never thought striker was a good position. And I look at Harry Kane. I'm not a big Harry Kane fan, but he's a brilliant captain. He's a really good captain. He right. leads that team. Um, but I also looked at players like Canton. I was captain for uh, United, and he was a striker and he was fantastic mm-hmm. at it. You know, um, I think it depends on the character, right? Like. From, I mean, just me personally, I always thought like a midfielder should be captain because they can communicate with both sides. I've of always the... been the opinion it should be the goalie or the centre back. Mm. Ah, well, I was the same kind of idea. I think maybe the midfield player or the, or the, or the centre back, you know? Yep. Uh, somebody that sees things. All that's happening in front of them, yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily. I... To me, it doesn't have to be the best player. It's, it's who's probably the most vocal on the pitch and most willing to guide a player through I, a game. I think, I think we've got to hear that leadership. Yeah, you know? yeah. On the part and off it, you know. Yep. Yeah. You'll probably see it more like a captain in a dressing room. Do they get much I say, Frizzy? Near my time, no. Near. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only guy that spoke. <laughs> Um, and I think, well, in modern day game, I think like the epitome of a captain at the moment is probably Jude Bellingham. I know it's crazy to say because he's a nineteen-year-old kid still, but if you just look at like the, we've talked about it before, his maturity and what he's doing is ridiculous. Really, you know what he's achieved at such a young age still as well. Yeah, I, th- I look at what McGregor does at Celtic. I think McGregor should be Scotland captain myself. Mm-hmm. Like I think, um, hey. He's not as good a player as Bellingham, but he does everything leadership-wise. No, 100%. And Scott Brown before him as Scott well, Brown right? Scott Brown before him. Um, unbelievable captain. I was speaking to Belder from episode four today about that, and he says, you'll never replace Brown uh, at Scott uh, Selleck because of that. He just replaced the player, but you'll never replace the mentality. Mm-hmm. So the Rangers were shit scared of him. You know, They feared him going into, uh, going into um, Glasgow derbies and things like that. I just... Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo. We mentioned him earlier on. He stands the test of time, this guy, doesn't he? Oh, just wonderful. Superb player. Yeah, scores goals for anywhere. Yeah. Scores on his right leg, left leg, good in the air, got pace, you know. Uh, he's good looking as well. Uh, What's the guy they got? Like. Well, he's a right winger, isn't he? Aye. Well, good looking. Love it, Frizzy. <laughs> Fantastic. You just look at the impact he's had on the game. Like the Saudi stuff, that the hundred percent the reason that ever well, obviously like financially as well, but all the people that are going there are going there because he was like the trailblazer for it. Ah, you know? he started the whole yeah. yeah thing going, didn't he? He he's um he's the 
I think the first mass social media footballer, if you know what I mean, like yeah, he came about the social media age and he's became so popular because of it. I mean, he might be the most recognisable athlete of all time because of that's what like I mean. that, you know. Yeah, mm. it's unbelievable. Uh, Kenny Douglas. Kenny Douglas. Another superstar. Mm. Being a yeah. Celtic fan, can you remember when he signed for Liverpool? I can remember, right? Yeah. I, I remember when he signed for Liverpool. He was like lost to Celtic, I'd say. But, uh, what would he be worth nowadays? I've, I've heard... Yeah things about um, Kenny Dalglish saying that you know you can take Torres you can take your Gerrard you can take your Suarez for Liverpool and he's he outclip, uh, outdoes a lot aye, of them um, I even, wasn't even when he played in the Scotland team yeah 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 he was a he was a leader up the front there you know, mm-hmm. it's really good and he kind of the the Celtic team that he came from Celtic changed after he left, kind of, yeah, and not for the better, you know. We, as you say, a big big loss to Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, great it, success as a manager as well. Blackburn, one of the Premier League, unbelievable manager. Yeah. When you look at his record, really good. Apart from his time at Celtic, obviously, <laughs> but um, I don't. Know, I think that was fully his fault. He just kind of got pushed off that boat Aye. and put into the water, like, but. Um, Pelly, this is our first mention of Pelly. First mention of Pelly. Uh, first mention Surprising of Pelly. Yeah. Um, I I'd never seen Pelly play. Just, just like, I've never seen him play yeah. live, you know. But obviously, watch him the telly, watch him during the World Cups. Fantastic player. Just oh. streets ahead. Aye. Everybody else, you know. He's running off the ball. He's in his touch. He's again. He was good in the air. Yeah. And scored for anywhere. Well, it's just, it's a kind of a test to Pele that to this day he's still considered the top five best players of all time and you can think of the hundreds of thousands of footballers that could be included in that and yeah. if you're talking about your top three of all time you're probably talking Messi, you're probably talking Pele, you're probably talking Maradona. Um, Maradona's your next guy. Maradona <laughs> speaks for himself, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Wee guy was just amazing. And he'll always be my number one I think. After that goal, that goal he scored against England. <laughs> For that goal alone, right. a beautiful goal. Um, Which one are we talking about? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the hand of God. Like, well, that, that was a good goal. <laughs> the one he beat, he beat about six of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. I think Terry Butcher's still looking for him yet. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even what he did with stuff like Napoli and that, like that proper hard Serie A in the like 80s or early 90s. I've recently 90s. watched a documentary about... Uh, Maradona in Napoli and he is an absolute god over there he is isn't he yeah, yeah. yeah I've watched that in as well um, it's, it's unbelievable the way he's seen over there never get a bigger character in the game either as well would you no no kind of go back to it again the Mavericks mm-hmm. is one of them and then we're finishing off with Ronaldinho Mr Samba again that mm. player that midfielder picked there you know lots of goals to scored the four of them, you know. Yeah, you're, you're winning pretty skill, much anything you went with that. Skill like. was unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Ronaldinho beat beat anybody anywhere. Yep. Yeah. My favourite moment, I think, Ronaldinho is him lobbing David Seaman for forty yards in the World Aye. Cup. Like that was unbelievable. Nobody expected that. Yeah. And, and 
David Seaman says to this day that he didn't mean uh, <laughs> Ronaldinho didn't mean it. Of course, he meant to do that. You know. Well, there was one at Chelsea a few years later when he played for Barcelona as well, where he proper psyched out Petr Cech. He kind of just yeah. he went that way and then just toe poked it and just put it past him. I mind that goal. It was just the moments for Ronaldinho. I think Messi and Ronaldo. I think I said this a few episodes ago. Messi and Ronaldo are obviously the greatest of all times if you look at on stats and achievements and everything. But Ronaldinho was just from another planet, man. Like Aye. honestly, like. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again, to be honest. So. Especially that prime years at Barcelona he had. I don't think so, mate. Um, uh, fantastic player. Okay, just uh, we're just going to do a wee bit on um, Los United before I ask you my last question, yeah. Tracy. Um, you returned to football, um, firstly as manager, is that right? <coughs> as Los I United. Was last season, yeah, beginning of last season, but uh, Alec Lawrence, who's the. Uh, a wee shout out to Alex because he was kind of the one that. It's kind of sorted this out initially. Um, He's uh, I, he was the chairman. Well, he is the chairman now. But before the club started, himself and uh, Ryan Edwards were at me all the time. We need you to come on the committee. We need you to come on the committee. I says, listen, no problem. I'll come on the committee. Yeah. And then one day, Alec came. And he says, listen, we're struggling to get a manager here. He says, uh, are you going to do it? And I went, really, Alec? He went, if you didn't do it, I'll do it. I says, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we did we, we kicked off a season but the, the quality of the players we had at the time just weren't the best you know mm. we getting some real thumpings and I expected it yep. and I think the first and foremost it was just to get the club up and running getting the name back in the in the league and, and see how things went for there but gradually I I was I was offshore and I was I was going offshore more and more so I kind of had to step back from the manager's side so the two coaches that was there, uh, Kevin Stewart and uh, Scott Gamble, they kind of took things over. You know, Scott's the manager now, and doing a fantastic job. Yeah, honestly, they're doing an absolute fantastic job. The contrast between the team last year and the team now is un- unbelievable. Now, yep. joint top scorers in the junior league at the moment. You know, so. Big must, 9 0 win as well. A few, uh, weeks ago as well. Right, a, few a few boys that I went to school with playing in your team just now. You've got uh, Ross Archibald. Ross, I've uh, got yeah. Ross and Lone for Lossy. Uh, Scott Dunn, he's another name. Big Scott, I have signed him, I. Yeah. They've made uh, a hell of a difference up front. Yep. Yeah. Whereas before, we didn't have proper strikers. We're knocking the ball up front and it was coming back Aye. too quick. The defence in the midfield wasn't a chance to get up. But now. Obviously, with better players, they can hold the ball up and give you a then chance to support. Two got kind of a wee little and large partnership. Aye, going works, works great. Yeah, works great. Yeah, Big Scott, he takes all the challenges, and Roscoe sniffing around about him. You know, Aye. Aye, it's really good, really, really good to watch as well. Yes, at the moment. Is Ali Ali Bellingham still on loan as well from uh, Lossy? I know he was kind of coming back from a quite a big like injury that he's. Aye, well, he got years. injured again there. He, he tore his calf muscle, so he's. Took a bit of time just to make sure it's sorted properly, but he he must be due to come back. Aye, again, uh, yeah. uh, back training, back playing. Good player, Oliver. Really. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, Scott, he's a very young dude. Obviously, for a manager, and he's like you said, he's he's doing amazing. Like, like I see, like even the interviews he gives afterwards <coughs> and that, you can tell like he he's made like the role his own as well, which must be like quite an intimidating thing, especially for a guy who must be twenty six, maybe twenty five, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, smashing it like. Brilliant. But the club itself run really well again. Obviously, fundraising has got to be done all the time, you know. Absolutely, yeah. But, yeah. but everything you look at the social media posts, yeah, it's fantastic, really fantastic. I met a guy on Friday night when I was watching your coaching, and he says to me, "He says, oh, you're back at Lost United." He says, "They tell me that it's a great setup there, you know." So mm-hmm. obviously, I says, "Who told you that?" He says, "Oh, everybody's talking about." It. 
So it's good. It's good that everybody yeah. is, you know. So to go for a player, if the club's been run properly, which yeah, it's, it could. It's actually been run like an Iron League club. Yeah, mm-hmm. apart from they paying any wages, you know. But it's also in the background. Players want for nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. how long was the club away for? I think it was about ten years. Was it? No, I think it was only about six. 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 six I was in beans for about six years. I. That's like yeah. a you know a massive operation to get off the ground and get back up and running again. So they've they've absolutely knocked a out lot the of park. people wanted that club back. There yeah, mm-hmm. big demand. Well, for there that. was a there was actually a there was a void there because Lossie had their, their youth teams and they had their under twenty team, but I think they've, they've done away with under twenty league. So these players, unless they're really good, they weren't getting football, you know. Diamond, so we yeah. picked up a few of their players, and that's just a statement doing that these guys need. Yes, yeah? junior football. Then Iron League, yeah. and so we're good. We're really good understanding with Lossie at the moment. So yeah. onwards and upwards, Rosie. Aye, long may it continue. Yeah, long may it continue. Um, and you enjoy your role as director of football. I do actually. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. being involved. I've been the, some of the the manager was away a couple of, for a couple of games. So they asked me again the dugout. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being back in the dugout. You. <laughs> no, no, teapot's getting thrown this time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just keeping people on their toes for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Okay, before I do my last question, Fraser, I'm just going to do a little bit for people listening. So hopefully everyone's enjoyed the episode so far. Please keep following us on social media. Um, what else am I going for, Ryan? Spotify, Apple. Spotify, Apple. Um, give us a wee rating. Check out our, what call it, sister podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out our sister podcast in Northeast Corner on Spotify and Apple and YouTube as well. Um, give them a wee rating okay Fraser I've got one final question for you if there was a penalty that your life depended on somebody scoring who would take the penalty I would take that penalty myself fantastic that's mad how often yeah. we get that response yeah. eh? I, I would it. take that penalty myself I used to take all the penalties for Elgin yep uh, did you have a technique I was always a keeper right bottom corner okay I always there and hit it as hard as I could aye yeah, take aye. the keeper in with it if it need be <laughs> <laughs> yeah aye. I would definitely take it myself yeah excellent okay thank you very much for coming on Fruzy it's really, been a pleasure really That's appreciate pleasure. your time um, flies by doesn't it it does does not feel like an hour 16 uh, minutes no if anyone um, wants to go check out Lost United I fully encourage it I follow you guys on social media and things you're yeah. getting some big wins in just now um, it's good to see and long may it continue for you guys. We had the double last uh, couple of weeks ago because we had the 9-0 loss United and then we had the absolute barn burner at Grant Park with, oh, mess this team's name up. Was it Clacknacudden? Clacknacudden, oh, yeah. yeah. Beat, first yeah. time Lossie had beat them and it was 5-3. Mm-hmm. Three, three goals in three minutes. And we'll we'll need we'll to speak about how Elgin City are getting on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I, was, I was at a thing mm-hmm. last Saturday night and uh, this guy came up and he says, listen, I've sent a question in. Yeah, I want a guy to ask you. That's just what the questions are. When's the last time you combed your hair? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was serious as well. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no, I appreciate it, Fraser. Thanks very much for your time, mate. No, I think. Okay. Is that, is that us wrapping, wrapping that mate? Is, is Merry Christmas, night, everyone. Continue. Yeah, this okay. Yeah, this will be out on Boxing Day. So Boxing Merry, Day, is it? Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, well, we're going to have a wee break, but. Think plans change, it would appear. Plans change. I think I'm just going to keep these going over the next couple of weeks right, and right. get a few out over uh, the start of January or that. So 
I don't know who my next episode will be. It's possibly going to be Robbie Hope. Mm-hmm. It's possibly going to be Jamie Acast, the referee. I've got Craig Christie for the Northern Scott coming on. Um, lots of good stuff to come. And I've got another big international football player coming on soon, yes. but I can't, yes. I can't say too much yet, about that no. just now. So, okay, thank you very much.